Love Talk Radio. And welcome to another episode of NC MMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. You can follow the show on our website, ncmmaradio.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram, ncmma underscore radio. We appreciate the support, the follows, the listens, and everything else. In this episode, we're going to interview UFC fighter Paul Felder, who's getting ready for a huge fight, uh, UFC Fight Night 88 in Vegas against Josh Berkman. So, Paul, this is Tyson. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. First of all, thank you for your time tonight. I'm, I'm sure you're you're winding down your camp and you're probably in the middle of the weight cut and everything else. So I appreciate your time, man. Oh yeah, man. It's not, it's not a problem. It's, uh, this is when I'm just chilling at home right now, so it's a uh, perfect time. Awesome. So I guess my my first question for you is, you know, your your fight camp is is winding up. How do you feel it went? Anything you learned or anything you particularly worked on? Oh, yeah, well, this uh, particular camp was, you know, kind of a, a whole different feel for me because, uh, A, I was, uh, you know, up at Nicotones uh, a whole lot for this camp, uh, training with Nick, training with the guys, Ricardo Almeida, uh, as well as, you know, Mark Henry and all the guys sparring there. And uh, really up my sparring partners and, and the people around me watching me. Uh, so, you know, I just I felt, feel like we have a, a good game plan, a good strategy. I feel like I'm I'm in incredible shape for this fight just because of the amount of sparring that I did, you know, up at Knicks and in the cage, just getting the feel for, for how the fight was going. So I, I did a little more traveling locally for this one. Usually, you know, uh, everybody kind of knows I go out to New Mexico, but uh, I stay close to home for this one and um, enjoyed it, man. I, I feel like I can't believe it's already here, you know. Uh, like I'm, I'm leaving on Wednesday. It kind of came up out of nowhere. Yeah, no doubt. And the, the interesting thing is we watch you as students at NTMA. We watch you guys train. It's like a, a pay-per-view on Saturdays. You have so much talent. You guys are just <laughs> banging it out. It is. It's crazy. And it's like how great you guys, how hard you guys work. Now, is it a challenge when you, say, you spar a guy like Edson Barbosa, where you've already fought in the past, to, like, for you guys to, like, wrap it up a notch and go a little harder? Is it hard to not really get caught up on it and not work on technique? You know, um <laughs> It really wasn't. I mean, because I get I get a little hyped up and go for it and try to win against pretty much anybody I'm in there, whether it's Eddie Alvarez or Edson or Frankie or Frankie Perez. It, it really doesn't matter. You know, we're all competitive athletes. And um, when it's on, it's on. And when it's over, it's over. And we, and we give each other advice and we critique each other and pat each other on the back. And, you know, I, I really feel for this fight. I had a very um, – a, a huge support team. Uh, I feel like every fighter there, you know, from Marlon to, to Edson to anybody that was watching, everybody wants to help each other out there. You know, I already had that in Philadelphia with Daniel Gracie and the crew down here. 
and uh, it, it just extended and they kind of uh, opened the family up a little bit for me there. So yeah, it gets heated. Like me and Edson um, have had our moments where we try to one up each other and, but no, not to the degree where it's like, Oh shit, they're trying to fight again. You know what I mean? It was never, never quite that extreme. Yeah. It's, it's always impressive to watch. You mentioned like Frankie Perez and, you know, Eddie Alvarez, there's so much talent in there. Now, is it a challenge to not get injured and saying, just in the sense of, you know, lately in UFC, it seems like every card, there's major changes the last two weeks, the last three weeks of the fight card. Is it a challenge to kind of keep yourself healthy the last couple of weeks and not go hard or maybe not push yourself too far? I would say that's true. That That is the case with our sport, man. Um, you know, Boxers kind of get away with sparring up until like the last few days, uh, I've heard. And uh, because you think about it, they can tone it down, wear proper equipment. They're not they're not throwing kicks. I mean, our knees are just always at risk. Our ankles are always at risk just because of submissions and takedowns and awkward scrambles. It's It's tough to just not get injured even when you're going at a safe pace. It just takes one wrong twist in this sport. And, um, I'm one of those guys, when I get to this point, I do a whole lot of pad work and do a lot of cardio and, and explosive work. And, uh, when I grapple, it's, I mean, at this point, like I did gi jitsu tonight when I'm in the room, if a guy's like, Hey, you want to go? And we haven't gone a thousand times. Hell no, we're not going, not right now. So I try to keep the, the grappling and the wrestling to, uh, you know, and the sparring about a week and a half out, I, I stopped sparring. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. And like I said, you, there's so many injuries lately, and you know this is you know this is you want you don't want to walk in the cage banged up. You want to be somewhat healthy and, and ready to go. Um, in terms of your training, we watch you, and you do a, a crazy amount of training. You go from sparring, then you work the heavy bag, then you're working the wrestling with the wall work. How do you manage that in terms of just recovery time? Do you do you try to get a certain amount of sleep or nutrition? Like, how do you recover from those workouts? Yeah, man, uh, you know, um, I have a one-year-old at home, so I'm up pretty early, but I'm in bed, man. As soon as I get back from Nick's, which is, you know, it's about an hour and 20-minute drive for me. So while I'm up there, I, you know, you guys are seeing me make the, the most of it as well. If, I, if I'm up there with Nick, I'm only up there two or three times a week to, to see him. So I just want to make sure we get every category covered a little bit. I want to get my sparring in my wrestling and I do a little jujitsu with Nick. So I've always been kind of a workhorse too, man. You know, I always feel like I can always do a little more, a little more, a little more. Um, so I, that's just how I've been. Like the way you see me there, it's everywhere. If I get done, uh, you know, a jujitsu session like tonight, I, I did two rounds of pads. I did a round in the bag. I did a round of shadow boxing and then I go home. It's, uh, I love what I do and I love training. I mean, I really do. I love every aspect of it. So yeah, um, nutrition for sure, especially right now, I'm eating super, super clean. Um, about eight weeks out is, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, only things that pretty much fuel the body. I'm not uh, having any pizza slices or beer or anything like that, unfortunately, but <laughs> I try to take yeah. care of myself in camp. And then as soon as it's over, I give myself at least a, a few weeks of debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> that's never, that's never a bad thing. Um, no. I guess the next question, the next question is just in terms of managing your time. So you have a one-year-old, you know, training things like that. Is it difficult to manage schedule? I know you do. You do work with the CFFC. Is it difficult to manage your schedule throughout all this throughout your fight camp? 
Yeah, it can be tough, um, especially with the amount of traveling I did for this one. But, you know, I'd rather be in the car traveling up to Nick's or Ricardo's and, and um, splitting my time uh, between that and Henzo Gracie Philly because at least there's pit stops. I can stop at home. I can see the baby. I can see my girlfriend who, you know, she does a great job. She's with the baby, you know, way more than I am. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's better than being in New Mexico or going to one of these other bigger camps and, and just – having to go away for six weeks or eight weeks. And it's, you know, I don't want to live my life um, while I'm still fighting, seeing, seeing her on, uh, on FaceTime and all that kind of stuff. And I tried it. I did a couple camps where I was away for a month at a time. And it's, man, it's hard to even focus on training and stuff like that. And uh, it just makes it more difficult. So the schedule is tough, but there's, there's definitely days where I'm mainly in Philly and in between workouts, uh, you know, I'm back at the apartment and uh, hanging out here. So it's better than being completely away. No, I can definitely respect that. And you know, you're fighting Josh Berkman, a, a true veteran. He's got, you know, 40 fights. How much of a challenge is that for playing a veteran guy like that with so many fights? I mean, there's probably a ton of tape you can watch, but he's also very experienced. So how much of a challenge is that? Man, a guy like him, you, you know, you never know what, new little trick he might bring to the table and anywhere you take him he's been there whether he's been bested on the feet or he's getting better on the feet it, it, he he'll be comfortable wherever it goes so a guy like that you got to just always be on your a game and you want to try to you want to try to take it to him early and and, and um kind of push the pace on a guy like him he's he's got some wear and tear on him he's been around for a long time so, you know, I want to kind of be the fresher, more energetic fighter. So uh, that's the plan is to, to, to attack him early and keep him moving, keep him moving. And uh, I think a guy like him I can kind of wear on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we see the pace that you're keeping now just with your sparring, like the guys you mentioned with. So it's definitely definitely it's another great game plan in my opinion. Um, and that, in the yeah. lightweight division, we, are, we, met, we mentioned Edson before, what are your thoughts on the lightweight division, man? It seems like it could be one of the best divisions in the UFC. I mean, it just seems like it's stacked. Yeah, I really think it is, man, because you know what it is? I think it's just that – it's that size where everybody's super athletic but big enough to hurt each other, you know? We're anywhere from six foot to, like, five eight, and guys are muscular and fast and strong – and, you know, most guys are cutting a good bit of weight. So by the time we fight, we're all from like, you know, 170 to 185, these guys. So it's that size where guys are super, super athletic and fast and still have enough power to knock each other out. So I think that's why it's always been one of the more exciting divisions in the UFC because we can kind of go everywhere. We, you know, there, there's huge scrambles, but there's still highlight reel KOs and you know, wrestlers and kickboxers. It's, it's just a fun division. I think it's wide open right now as well. I think it's wide open for people to kind of climb the ranks, and and I think there's some shifts about to happen. Yeah, and no, I definitely agree. And you mentioned the weight cutting, and that seems to make a lot of headlines recently too, where a lot of organizations are putting new measures in place where guys aren't losing 40 pounds. They're, they're closer to weight, closer to the fight. What are your thoughts about that, just in terms of, like, fighter safety? I, I appreciate that they're, you know, they're they're looking out for for our safety, but it's also kind of making it, certain things are making it a little difficult. I mean, 
taking the IVs away from us. I thought that was just the safest, quickest way to to um, rehydrate. And putting the, the percentage on the weight where you can show up fight week, okay, I get that because, you know, they don't, like you said, they don't want us coming in and a guy trying to cut 35 pounds in, in five days. It's, it's freaking ridiculous. Some of these guys are really trying to do that. I mean, I cut down from probably about 35 pounds from the beginning of it all, but by the time it's fight week, I'm within, you know, 12 to 15 pounds in my weight class. So I, I like that idea. I like that they're they're like, okay, listen, you can be as big as you want, but when you show up here, you've got to be within this limit. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's interesting to see all the fighters' different reactions and, you know, how they handle it, but it's, it's making headlines everywhere. So hopefully, you know, guys yeah. kind of improvise and still still make their weight. Um, now, do you have any recommendations for young fighters? We see, you know, guys in Nicotones all the time coming in, and the first thing they want to do is spar. And after that, then they want to, you know, they they want to take like 80 classes a week and all these things. Do you have any recommendations for young fighters as they try to just get involved in MMA? Yeah, man, I I think um, I think guys rush it a little bit uh, nowadays. You know, since it's since everybody's a quote M, it's MMA now. You know, nobody's a nobody wants to be a martial artist so much. They just want to be a mixed martial artist. So. I think I should really try a, a little bit of everything, but especially if you're super young, really focus on a couple things, you know. Don't worry about doing just everything. I mean, I grew up in traditional martial arts and taekwondo and, and karate and judo and things like that. So I was a second-degree black belt before I even stepped into a, um, an, a Muay Thai gym or an MMA gym. So I think I should uh, try to really hone in on one, one thing and then train everything else on the side. Now, would you consider wrestling a, like a, almost like a, a primary focus for a guy as they start getting involved? Like, it seems like, especially in, like, amateur MMA, it's if you're a great wrestler, you have a great chance because you can't strike to the head on the ground, things like that. Would you consider wrestling yeah, think, a strong foundation? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say, I think um, if, if, you know, things have changed. The striking isn't as cool as it was like when I was growing up, I wanted to be a karate guy. I wanted to be Bruce Lee. I wanted to be Jackie Chan. These kids now, they want to be George St. Pierre. They want to be, you know, Eddie Alvarez and Edson Barboza's and MMA fighters. So if you can wrestle, man, and do jujitsu first and then build yourself up, that's what I'm saying. I think these kids should either do like judo or wrestling or, or jujitsu and get really good at that, especially I'm talking to like really young people getting into the sport. And then they should slowly learn how to, to strike because striking, you can really go out. And if a kid's not quite in, under control of himself, he can go hurt somebody if he head kicks a kid. But if he judo throws a dude and arm bars and the kid's probably going to be okay. And he can still defend himself from the ground up. Yeah, that's, that's the way I think uh kids should, should learn martial arts. No, I think I definitely agree with you. It definitely makes a lot of sense, especially from the ground working the way up. That that's that's actually great advice. Uh, I guess Paul, before we let you go, do you have a prediction for your fight? I know you obviously we all want to see you win, but do you have a prediction for how this fight's going to go down? I think uh, I think it's going to be um, exciting. A lot of a lot of punches and and strikes thrown early, and then I think uh, 
I think my pace will just well, I'll take him. But um, hopefully, fight in the night. Hopefully, that or uh, uh, performance in the night. I'd like to walk out of there with uh, fifty thousand dollars. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. We're all rooting for you. And do you have a message for you know all the fans out there listening, admirers of yours, and things like that? Yeah, man. I just want to say you know thank you. I've I've been getting a lot of good. Uh, energy and support on, on my uh, social media and stuff when I post things. And, and, you know, I get some messages from people that are um, big, big fans of how I fight and, 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 you know, they really appreciate that. I try to bring it, and uh, you know, that's just who I am and how I am. And, and I hope I get more fans like that. And to all those out like that style and, and like the way I fight and just, you know, thank you very much. Hey, well, well, Paul, thank you for your time. And, you know, as students watching you train and just watching you fight, man, it's awesome. You, you inspire all of us and your hard work. It's just like, you make everybody want to fight. Everybody trains harder when they see you train. So, good, you know, good luck this Sunday night. Um, and thank you for coming. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it, man. That, that means a lot. Awesome, man. Well, good luck. Have a safe flight. And uh, we'll talk to you after a big win. All right, man. Thank you so much, buddy. Have a good night. Right, you too, pal. Thanks. That was Paul Felder, who took some time to talk about his fight with Josh Berkman, UFC Fight Night 88 in Las Vegas. Uh, appreciate his time, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Felder Paul. Great follow. Always shares some training tips, some cool videos and pictures, things like that. So we appreciate the listen. Uh, hope you, you know, enjoy the shows, things like that, and we'll talk to you again next time. Washed his hands, the seal is fake.